Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Look at the person next to you and say, Merry Christmas. Wow. Isn't it beautiful that we can celebrate Christmas together this evening? That we have the freedom to do this? All around the world, people are celebrating Christmas over this next week. And some people don't have some of the same privileges that we have to really come together here in a space and have the freedom to worship. And I just think that's so beautiful. Something to be thankful for. Amen. I want to get started this evening. And I don't want to take a lot of your time, but I really want to point us to the reason for the season. How many have heard that that before? The reason for the season. And I think it's important that those of us who are believers, who believe in Christmas, that we would show the love of God to people during this holiday season. One way we can do that is if, if you're going through a store, perhaps, and someone says to you, happy holidays, you don't have to correct them and say, oh, it's Merry Christmas, because that's what Jesus wanted. How many know a lot of holidays are celebrated during this time? Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, there's all different things. And so we embrace all peoples of faith. But the main thing is, if we're, if we're not like Jesus and we treat people like Jesus wouldn't treat them, how do they see the Jesus in us? And so when we say Merry Christmas, that's okay. You can say Merry Christmas to people. This isn't even in my notes, so I know it's the Holy Spirit. But I'm just helping us to realize that we need to show the love of Christ to those around us. And one way to do that is when someone says Happy Holidays, say, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you as well with a big smile and say, Jesus loves you. Isn't that awesome? In fact, we're going to look at this love here in John chapter 3, the Gospel of John chapter 3, very famous scripture, verse 16. And I love reading 16 and 17 together because I believe it really brings us true context to the heart of the Apostle John and what he was trying to say here. Verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Now stop there for just a minute. I think that these nine words are perhaps the most important words that we can cherish this evening. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. See, love gives. What compelled the Father to give to us? Love. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong if you always err on the side of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But look at this. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world. Well, that's interesting. Have you ever heard a message that's condemning you? God didn't send that message. The gospel is not condemning. What is it? But that the world through him might be saved. Look at this. God's love was so big for humanity that he sent his son that if you believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. But the reason for sending his son was not to condemn us, but to save us. Now, this is beautiful. The word save in the Greek is the word sozo. And it's not just a ticket to the sweet by and by. The word salvation actually means preservation, safety, deliverance, wholeness, and healing. Jesus came to save us from ourselves. He came to save us from our addictions. He came to save us from our racism. He came to save us from all the barriers and blinders that we had over our eyes and over our life. 
He wanted us to see what it looked like to be a true child of God. See, the greatest gift ever given was Jesus. That's our salvation. In fact, we could put it like this. When God came on the scene, salvation came with him. It's there. It's open for you to receive. But how many know we have to receive a gift? You know, we, we've got these, these beautiful trees with fake presents, by the way. There's nothing in these. But they look pretty, right? But how many at, at your house have these presents and these gifts? And if you're a parent, you have kids that get up on Christmas morning. And how many ever had to beg their children to open those presents? None of us. In fact, we begged them, go back to sleep for just a few more minutes, please. But they're so excited. They have this anticipation for the gift, and they rush to the tree. They rush to the gift. They rip that gift open. They're excited. There's anticipation of what lies inside. And I believe that God wants us to treat the gift of Jesus the same way. But here's the beauty of the gift of Jesus. It's not just a single gift. Within the gift of Jesus is so many layers and facets We've been talking about this for the last couple of Sundays in the Greatest Gift series about this gift of Jesus, and it has so many layers. It's multi-layered. It's the gift of forgiveness, the gift of faith, the gift of love, the gift of peace. You know, I was thinking about this idea of gifts. I was thinking of my grandma Frost. She's passed. She passed away when I was about 12 years old, but my mom's mom, Evelyn Frost, Grandma Frost was awesome. She, she lived in California and we lived in Michigan. So, you know, we would talk on the phone back then. We didn't have FaceTime and all those cool things because I'm ancient now. I just realized when I see my grandkids. But we didn't have FaceTime and things like that. We had those phones that were, they actually were plugged into a wall. Do you remember those? And I even remember the rotary phone. Wow. Pete, you do too. This is my show, lady. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, I remember those. You remember the beeper? It's like, oh, my beeper's blowing up. I got to call people. So you pull over to a payphone to call them? Yeah. It was really cool, right? But I got a story here. So Grandma Frost in California, you know, every August, because August is my birth month. Now, you might wonder what the day is. I'm not going to give it to you because August, I celebrate the whole month. It's my birth month. If you're taking notes tonight, write that down. Pastor Andy's birthday is in August. And if you want to bless me, by all means. But in August, as it closed in on that birth date, I would get really excited because my grandma Frost would send me a gift. Now, it would come on this big brown truck. How many of you have seen those UPS trucks? You're like, yeah, I'm behind them all the time lately, right, in the holidays. But the UPS truck, it was something newer to me, but it would show up and it would have this gift. And it would always be around the week of my birthday. Now, I could be out playing. I could be climbing a tree. I could be beating up a friend. I could be playing football in, in the vacant parking lot. I could be playing cars in the dirt. But I knew the sound and the sight of that brown vehicle. And I would get so excited. If I said, I don't care how far away I could see it. If it was a little down, I'm like, the brown truck is here. So I would sprint as hard as I could, and I would get to that truck, and I would get that gift. And I was so excited about the gift. But it wasn't because it was just one single gift. See, every year, I knew that this gift would contain more than one. And so this gift, when I opened it up, it was multi-layered. 
And I look so forward to this. So, you know, I might open it up and there's some crayons and a coloring book and maybe a toy gun and I take those out and then I carefully go through. I didn't want to miss anything. I go through the packaging and another layer and maybe there was, you know, some pickup sticks or some, what do we play back then? Wooden toys, I don't know. You know, there was these really cool things that she would send me and I go through and go through and by the time I got done with this box, didn't want to miss anything, I would literally have eight, 10, 12 gifts sitting on a table and I was so excited because it wasn't just a single gift. It was a gift, but it contained so many layers. I couldn't wait to see the brown truck. Jesus was our brown truck. He was sent to this world by God. In fact, God gave himself to us. The scriptures tell us that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. This is beautiful. The word reconcile means to bring into favor. God was saying, I love you so much that I'm sending myself to you to show you who you are. You're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. But will you believe? See, it's a great gift, but we have to believe the gift is there. See, unwrapping the gift of Jesus has so many layers There's so much to discover, awakening to what has always been there and completely available to us, but we just didn't see it. And so with all these different gifts, I want to talk about one specific gift this evening. It's the gift of family. The gift of family. In this gift we call Jesus, Jesus came to show us that we were family, that we were his that he loves us, that his grace is sufficient, that he cares for us, that we've had some messed up ideas about who he was. We had some messed up ideas about who we are. And he came to set the record straight and say, you're good, you're pleasing, and you're acceptable. You don't know who you are. The apostle Paul told us that we walk about this life as if we're orphans because we don't know who we are. We're sons and we're daughters of God. But for a lot of us, we haven't seen that yet. Jesus came to show us the true heart of the Heavenly Father. Jesus wasn't here to change God's mind about you. He was here to change our minds about God. See, Jesus didn't have to convince. He didn't come down and go, hey, hey, just I'm gonna just find a couple good people, God. Just bear with me, please. No, God was in Christ reconciling the world. Jesus came to show us the true heart of the Father, the true face, unveiled face of the Father. And you know, some people had an issue with it. In fact, Jesus got crucified. Because when you challenge things like empire and religion, you usually get you killed. Now, and today, it just might be like they say something nasty on Facebook about you. But back then, it was called crucifixion. Because you can't mess with uh, two, two of the biggest entities at the time and not be unscathed. But Jesus came, he said some things. He says, I'm the son of God. Well, that was a name for the Caesar. Caesar was the son of God. You you can't mess around with those things. But the beauty of it is that Jesus came to show us who we truly were. He came to show us our true identity. The apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. He says, but God has brought you into union, say union, With Christ, that word union, it's like being cemented together. That's what that word means in the Greek. You are in union with Christ, and God has made Christ to be our wisdom. By him, we are put right with God. We become God's holy people and are set free. 
Now, some people read that holy, and we think, okay, I've got to act a certain way or be pious. The word holy, uh, holy oh, holy too, because it's Christmas. The word holy actually means other. It means separate. So Jesus came to show us that I've come from a different kingdom, the kingdom of God, which in the beginning when God created everything, it was always supposed to be like this, but we went off the rails. We went off track. Now, the kingdom of God, it's interesting. The, the scriptures tell us that it's righteousness, which is right relationship, peace, and joy. It's so much different. It's exactly opposite of a world system that's built on hatred, violence, and sadness. And so Jesus is saying, listen, in order for you to operate correctly in this life, you have to see who you are, and you can only see who you are through me. And so here we have this incarnation, God in flesh, living among us, 100% man, 100% God, experiencing everything we experience, but yet bringing God with him, saying, this is how I see you. It's a beautiful story, and it's true. God came to live among us because of his love for us. The Apostle John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. I love the word lavished. Lavish means generous, extravagant, luxurious. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. How do we see that? That he would call you the children of God. Say that. Say I'm a child of God. We need to say that more often. We, we need to see ourselves for who we truly are. You know, a lot of times in life, there's things that we do or say, or we have habits or addictions, and we just hate those things so much that we try to willpower our way through them and try through our own self-effort and our own performance to try to stop doing these things when the answer is awakening to who you truly are. I'm a child of God. I'm righteous. I'm pleasing. I'm holy. I'm acceptable. This is how God sees me, but do you see yourself as he sees you. And then he says this, and that is what we are. So not only does he say you're children of God, he says, and that is what we are. Look at this out of the Mirror Bible. It says, consider the amazing love the Father lavished upon us. This is our defining moment. We begin in the agape of God. That word agape means godly love. The engineer of the universe is our father. So it's no wonder that the performance-based systems of this world just cannot see this. And let me say, that includes religion, folks. Jesus didn't come to bring more religion. He came to bring us in the relationship. You know what the word religion actually comes from the Latin? It's two words. The word re, which means a return. And the word legare, which means to bind like a joint or ligament. So Literally, the word religion means to return to bondage. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't come to set up a thing called Christianity. He came to introduce yourself to yourself and say, listen, you haven't been seeing things right. Apostle Paul says this, that we were enemies of God, and then he goes on to say, in our minds. So we have to renew this mind. It's the kindness of the Lord that brings us to repentance the word repentance in the Greek is the word metanoia, and it means to change your mind. So will we change our mind about who God says we are? Because when we do, we walk differently. We talk differently. We treat others differently. We treat ourselves differently. Some of us can't stand ourselves. And God's saying, but I love you. I'm extremely fond of you. You're my son, and you're my daughter. Say this with me. I am family. 
Look at the person next to you and say, we are family. Oh, I don't know where that came from. We are family. Isn't that awesome? See, that's why this little thing we call church, by the way, we're the church. Wherever we go, the church goes because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But it's beautiful to come into this place we call a church, these four walls, and find people of like faith and encourage each other and then go out into the world and share the love of God with others. How many could say the world needs a little love? Needs a little hope? You have it inside you. That's the beauty of it. It's inside you. Let it out. Work out the salvation that's already been worked in. Work out the preservation and the deliverance and the safety and the healing and the wholeness and the rescue and the restoration that's already been worked in. Work it out. But as long as we don't see ourselves correctly, we won't because we feel unworthy and we feel distant. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God is not distant from you. He's here. He gave himself to us out of pure love. God with us, Emmanuel. He's with us. In fact, he's in us. But there's a catch. I know, you're like, uh uh-oh. And here's what it is. Will you believe? That's the catch. Will you believe it? Will you believe or trust what the Father says about you? That's what it comes down to. Will you believe? Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you so much for your goodness towards us. It was your love that compelled you, that moved you to give yourself to us. And so this Christmas, we celebrate the gift of God, the gift of love, the gift of light in our lives. It's not some religious thing that we do in order to make sure that we keep track and do the right thing so you're okay with us. It's all about relationship. You loved us so much, so much, and you desired to have a relationship with us that you sent yourself to planet Earth to show yourself for who you truly were. Other men may have got it wrong. They may have misunderstood. They may have taken ideas from pagan gods and, and, and angry deities and, and put you and rolled you in. But Jesus came to show us the true heart of you, our Heavenly Father. If we want to know what you're like, Heavenly Father, we just have to look to Jesus. So we thank you that during this Christmas season, we can celebrate life in you. We can celebrate the fact that we are sons and daughters. I pray that you would help us to convey this to people around us, that they would understand the truth of who they are, believe, and then begin to walk in those things. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.